for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Listeners, we're in for a real treat. We've got Debbie Wemus here. She is of DW Consulting Solutions. And I thought it'd be good. Many of you already have talked to Debbie. You've heard previous podcasts. We're putting a link to our previous podcast we did with Debbie in the website. But it's really important, especially with where the market's at, that you have an updated current LinkedIn profile. And so we're doing this, as again, as a public service to you, our listeners, so that as you consider what you can do to be effective with your marketing, your personal branding, so important that you are aware of it. And no one better to talk about it than Debbie Wemus. Wemus, sorry, Debbie Wemus. So good to have you here, Debbie. Appreciate you so much. Hi, David. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You bet. Having you back by popular demand because you are and where we when first met was at one of the NBA conferences. And I saw that you were there and what a wonderful connection this has been over the years that we've enjoyed. You've helped so many of our clients do this. But what I really like about your story is how you got here. So real briefly, I know we talked about this on a previous podcast. They can go listen to it. But again, for those listening to you, just getting to know you for the first time, how did you get to where you're at doing this consulting on LinkedIn? In a nutshell, my first career was 23 years in nonprofit work, marketing, media, PR, fundraising. And then I lost my job uh, in, at the crash in 2008. I found LinkedIn as a 57-year-old job seeker. <laughs> I, I can laugh about it now. It was not a fun time. Nobody was hiring. Everybody knew me, but nobody was hiring. Uh, I got into LinkedIn pretty strongly because I had a lot of time. And that's what most people don't have. What it, it evolved into was after 120-something resumes, I thought, okay, I'm just going to hit that entrepreneurial streak and launch my own business. And by then I knew lots of people were on LinkedIn. They didn't really know what to do with it. Now, fast forward, LinkedIn turned 20 years old in May. My business wow. got launched 12 and a half years ago to teach people how to use LinkedIn more effectively for branding and marketing, how to get set up and all that. Almost everybody has a profile now, but they're still not sure how to use it. So we're known now, I have a great team. I'm blessed to have three awesome women that work with me. And we're just known for making LinkedIn much more manageable and easier to understand. And you and your team are often featured at most of the MBA conferences. Again, that's where we met. And the MBA has found so much value in what you do that they invite you to attend these conferences to help the members. So kudos to the MBA. That's how we met. And again, the value you bring keeps you coming back to all the conferences. I think almost every one of the major ones, you're there with at least you if not you, others in your team. So I'm just really honored to have you here. Thank I you. think what's so important, it's so important, given that there are so many people unemployed in the mortgage industry today, I thought it'd be good for us to go back and do a review podcast on this, explain why everyone should be on LinkedIn, whether employed or looking for a job. Talk about the power of LinkedIn. This thing has become something significant. It really is. When I started my business, LinkedIn was known just in the United States to be 
the number one site for HR. And now over the years, it's grown and it's globally used by HR everywhere. And even the high school seniors now, a lot of them are being required to start a LinkedIn profile when they're 18 in high school. And that's because they know that four years, it's a nice cushion of four years of college to build that network. So when they get out of college, they'll be ready with a ready-made network to help them get their first job. Now, for executives, you're right. We're seeing a little bit of an uptick in people that are in transition in your industry. And it's not just the mortgage industry, unfortunately. So now we've got people coming back to us for a refresher on their profile, which our clients are welcome to take. But everybody can get a complimentary 15-minute review over the phone where we'll point them in the right direction with a few edits to their profile. It's essential to have a good-looking presence on LinkedIn. Uh, honestly, I'm going to be very transparent. We work with a lot of CEOs. They could care less about hunting on LinkedIn or doing the selling end. That's not what they're on there for. They want to look good. So that's the first thing we do with every client, no matter if it's a college student or a CEO. We make sure that their profile is the best it can be. And content-wise, we make sure that they've got their keywords in all the right places for the search engine, because that's the way most people are found. If someone has your name, they can jump right on your profile. So if an HR person has your resume, chances are you've got your LinkedIn URL on there at the top, they'll jump right on your profile. But honestly, nowadays, your next job is more likely to come from someone that knows you're looking and they know what you're looking for. And I can't emphasize that enough. So that's where leveraging your network on LinkedIn comes in very strongly. So for people that have been in the industry for a while, it's fascinating. I'm always fascinated by the longevity that some of these people we work with, thanks to the MBA conferences, they've been in the industry a long time. And I think you're the record winner. Yeah, 50 years. It makes me a, a very much an old man in this industry, that's for sure. But don't feel that old, but it is a fact. Yeah, yeah, but It's an interesting industry because everyone learns to be resilient pretty quickly, no matter what decade we're in. So it's no different right now. They need to be ready to go with the flow. There's ups and downs, and I'm sure this is another instance of it. So it would behoove everybody to take a close look at their profile. When was the last time they did basic things like update their headshot, make sure their content is current. We just worked with somebody last week, and she had an extra email in her content that was not even functional anymore. And I said, you're not alone. So people forget about it sometimes. But it's used extensively. The site is used extensively by HR. And here's a, a little factoid. LinkedIn makes approximately, it's in the 60s, like 66% of their revenue comes from the HR industry and a whole section of the site called Talent Solutions. So they love the HR industry and the HR industry loves LinkedIn. So there's a whole lot more content on a LinkedIn profile than they'll find on a one or two page resume. So you have, you have the ability to add a lot of extra things to your content on LinkedIn to show an HR person what you're made of in terms of your character, what you really care about. If they land on your profile, chances are good. You've got the skill set they're looking for. Now they want to know if you're going to fit the culture of the company that they're trying to help fill a position. So it's not just the skills anymore. It's are you going to stick around if they hire you? 
because that's another yeah. big problem that they deal with now. Yeah, I was going to say, one of the questions I had when you look at the growth of LinkedIn, it's the needle in the haystack problem. <laughs> How do companies find them or the person that's unemployed. So I'm thinking of a number of people, thousands in our industry now that are unemployed, needing to update the profile. And they go like, how am I going to be found? I'm This thing has grown to be such a behemoth. That's a misnomer that, because if you do your profile, people are searching specifically. Could you talk to that a little bit? It's not the size of the volume of people on there, but it's how people are searching them out. And they've really gotten to that. They've improved and enhanced that significantly. So the needle... And the haystack can be found. Talk about yes, what they can. need to do. Absolutely. There's two things that we lean on. First of all, you never stop building your network. And, and I know you know that. I've seen your numbers go sky high. And, and it's not just a big network. It's understanding that you never know who's connected to who. And I've said right. that a million times. And it's very true. Every time you connect with someone, I've been on the site now for almost 16 years, but actively working with people to show them how to use LinkedIn. We just passed the 12 year mark in June, but I've got almost 15,000 first level connections. So somebody I work with today that is not connected to me is gonna connect with me and instantly have 15,000 members in their network they're not going to be connected to all those people, but now all those people can find that new client and they find them more often with keywords. Organic searching is what it's called. If someone doesn't have your name or they don't know the name of your company and they need you or they need your service, they're going to plug in a keyword or a phrase in that search field. And that's how they're going to bring up people that have a prominent presence of that keyword or search term or whatever in their profile. So I'll make it real simple. Let's say you're an ACE loan originator. If you have the phrase loan originator 20 times through your profile in all the right places for the search engine and somebody else has it 17 times, you're going to come up higher in an organic search for that phrase than anybody with fewer occasions of that phrase. So when you're looking at the most important things to feature. I want to stress, I'm so grateful that you give away 15 minutes of your time to review someone. So someone that's listening to this go, I don't know that I have the finances to retain you. I say, don't worry about that. Just get a conversation going with Debbie. Once they do, then they go, their eyes pop open. And more times than not, I think most of my referrals have resulted in them becoming clients of yours. Talk a little bit about what you do in that initial review, Debbie. Sure. So there's key points on a profile and we do the same thing when we're on site at conferences. It's 15 minutes. It, it goes by like that. And then the next person yeah. sits down. It's a little easier on the phone for me to go over a few minutes and I get talking, but I want to help people and I want to get them in the right direction. And especially if they're tight on finances and it's not the right time to invest in our coaching, we have free downloads off of our website too, by the way. But when they get with us for that 15 minutes, they have to have their profile up and running in front of them. And we have it on our end and we're on the phone and I'm going to take them through the top part of their profile is usually where I go first because that's what everybody sees first. I'm going to critique in a very nice way their headshot. I'm going to critique the image behind the headshot because those are the first two things that hit people. And then I'm going to go into asking them what is their strength let's just say that they're in transition i'm going to ask them 
what are your strongest strengths out of all the expertise in the mortgage industry that you dwell in and get them to focus on what they want to emphasize the most and right off the bat. Because honestly, an HR person lands on their profile, maybe they have 20 seconds to impress that person and then they're on to the next profile. They get hundreds of resumes. So you can stand out in a number of ways and number one, you can stand out by what you put behind your headshot. And it gets interesting. People get very creative, but you don't want to get too busy with that image behind your headshot. Business owners, hands down, we tell them, get all your contact information on there, your logo, tagline, and all that. But someone in transition, they might put up an interesting image of something they've done that's unusual, that's a talking point. And I have a favorite person. She's going to kill me. She climbed Kilimanjaro, not once, twice. And wow. she, showed, she showed me a picture when I was evaluating her profile. And this was a few years back at one of the MBA conferences. And she said, do you think this would make a good picture? And I was like, are you kidding me? Everyone's going to want to know where you took that picture. It was a gorgeous, scenic view. Not that everybody's going to have that kind of a bowl over picture, but you got to think out of the box and be creative if you want to attract attention and still do it in a professional manner. So I'm pretty good at that. But we'll critique their headline underneath their name. Make sure they've got some pertinent keywords in there, not just their current title. Because the default there is still the same. If you don't change it, LinkedIn automatically puts in your current title and your company. And that's your headline. We go much further than that. And when you're in transition... Yeah. You're not going to have a company name in there. So now you got to go through, and this is the first thing, you go through your list of skills, your expertise, and you laser focus on, we asked for 12. Give us 12 of your top keywords that you really want everyone to know about that you love doing in the industry. And these are the things you want to focus on for your next job. And that's how we get the client focused. And it's an interesting process because sometimes they come up with, oh, yeah, I really do like doing that. I haven't done that for a few years, but I'd like to get back into it. That sort of chatter comes out. Keep them busy. Yeah, it's so good. How might mortgage professionals use LinkedIn to differentiate themselves from others? You just talked about some of that. It sounds like to me what I heard you saying is if you're a secondary marketing person, talk about that. State what you have done, assuming that you want to continue to do that. What are the things that they should do? I think if they have a bead on what they would really like to do next, that's going to help them become way less frustrated looking for jobs on LinkedIn. But they really need to stand out by networking. Don't ever stop doing it, especially if you're in transition. You got to keep your face out there. And it can be on Zoom. That's fine. But participate in industry Learning or LinkedIn learning even has things they can take. Now that they've got some time, they can bone up on some different things through LinkedIn learning. Video is huge. Video with your phone is not difficult. We've tried to start just doing a quick clip with people at the conferences after they sit with us. Hey, what did you think of that evaluation? And that's something we can tack on to our profile later. When you're in transition, you can get on your video and it takes practice because a lot of people are terrified. <laughs> I, I know what that's, I was not always this easy in front of a camera, looking at a camera, whatever. So it takes practice, but you've got some time so you can do that. And you get on camera, you can just video yourself talking about 
why you really like the mortgage industry or what you liked best about the work you've done in the past eight years or 20 years or whatever. There's nothing like video to bring an HR person closer to a candidate before they even connect. And we love that idea. And you can feature it. And that's a section that a lot of people miss because LinkedIn does not make things obvious. And that's why we do what we do. <laughs> um, right near the top of the profile around your headline, right underneath that, there's a bubble that says add profile section. And that's where they bury about 13 more things, headers, separate sections that you can add to your profile content. And one of them is called featured. And it does exactly what it implies. You can feature a post, an article, any link from the website, sorry, any link from the internet. There's five or six different things that you can feature. And it blows up something to make it much more visible when people first visit your profile, my profile. We use that featured section and they can visit either of our profiles and see what I'm talking about. So if you do that video and you post it, which isn't a bad idea either, because then you're getting it out to your whole network and in your text before you bring up the video to attach it to the post, you can say, please share this with your network. And boom, you've got a spider effect of one wow, minute. Right. Try to keep that video at one minute. You don't want to lose people's attention and you don't want to get like me and get real chatty. So it does take practice to get it down to a minute and 10 seconds. But if you post that, and at the end of your text, you do a call to action to your network. Hey, I'd love it if my network could help me by sharing this video. Like I said, yes. us have big networks and I'm always sharing stuff for our clients when they need anything. Uh, tell them if it's an event, put everything they need in one page. If it's an ad to hire someone, put everything that's needed on one page and send it to me as a Word document. I'll scan it and save it to my network. I'll post it to my network as usually a, a JPEG or even a PDF now, and it goes out to my network. Now, truth be told, not all 15,000 people I'm connected to are gonna see it because realistically, everyone in my network's not on LinkedIn looking at their homepage feed at the same time, but that's where timing and posting strategies come in and how you can replicate things. So if you're in, if you have a, a page on LinkedIn, or if you belong to groups on LinkedIn, there's all kinds of ways to get that word out without even leaving your home or spending a dime. That's amazing. When you look at the recent changes that have been made at LinkedIn, there are some significant ones. One of them, which you pointed out, and I finally got around to doing it, is now there is a way, for if you have, my last name is Licken, a lot of people pronounce it Lichen. So I'm <laughs> able to go in and say, pronunciation of my name is David Licken. And then I'm able to go, A, because it's a long enough clip in there, who is, who uh, loves or whatever I said about being an executive coach and consultant. So I was able to tag that on there. So not only given my pronunciation, that's just one thing I learned from you in one of my wonderful coaching sessions with you. Talk about some of these features that are there that really need to be understood and people need to be aware of. Two for one, and you did a great job. So I do recommend people visit your profile, hit that little speaker. It's a 10 second free recording. You have to do it on the mobile app, but it's very right. easy. Right. And again, you can practice till you get it the way you want it. But you can say your name in a second and a half, and then you have seven and a half seconds to say whatever. 
And again, for people in transition, they can say their name, even if it's Tom Smith, use that recording option because it's free and it's 10 seconds. And again, human voice, you're making another connection on an emotional level with the people that hit the speaker. And when you record it on mobile, it's gonna uh, show up on any device. And you can say what you're looking for work. There's all kinds of stuff you can throw in there at the end. Another feature that is a must is to verify your profile, verify your identity. And that is on your pro, I just did this morning. It's on your profile. When you tap on more underneath that list of things under more, which is underneath your headline, it'll say more and you tap that. And one of the choices is at the bottom, it'll say about this profile. And you hit that and it tells you, and you can do this on anyone's profile, it'll tell you when the last time was the person updated their profile, if they are verified or not. And I did the verification process with this fellow this morning in less than two minutes because he travels a lot and he already had what's called a clear account. And that has to do with PSA and a bunch of other stuff at the airports. And literally in less than two minutes, he had that little verified shield with the check mark next to his name, even though we're not done with his profile yet, but he got that done quickly. That is an effort on LinkedIn's part to cut down on fake profiles that are run by bots. And there's plenty. They hit a billion members at the beginning of November, 1 billion members after being around for 20 years. You can bet there is thousands, if not a million fake profiles in that mix or profiles run by bots. And this is another step LinkedIn's taken to combat that and tell Good. people right, they visit your profile, you get that shield, the check mark, you are a real person, you're a real profile. And it goes on from there. Definitely. That's an important you. one. I, I just had to bring mine up because I'd forgotten if I had done that. And unfortunately I have. So I, I, I am so it's that shield. It's right behind your name after that's the speaker where you're able to record something. Now, I tried to figure out how to do that for the longest time. It's important that you do that on your cell phone. There are features that are available to be done on the cell phone versus on the desktop uh, or on your laptop uh, profile online. And we did the fellow I was talking about from this morning. We did do it on his cell phone. And, okay. and, he, and if you don't have a clear account, it, it's done during the process. You have one created for you and it's free. The next time you travel, you can use it at the airport. I, I have a clear account, so that may have been what I did. So I think it made it real easy. Okay, yeah. good. So I'm looking at some of the other features that are on this website that are here. What about the banner? Is that the picture you're talking about behind the picture or the what's there behind the picture? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, we've been calling it the profile banner for years. It's actually called the pro profile banner. It's the picture image behind your headshot. And what you're saying for more and more people, like when I put mine up there, I almost, I had another image up there before. And then you'd said, no, by all means, you need to update that. And I did. I put all my information in there. And I thought my cell phone, you can't see it. And you said, no, don't worry about that. Because it's just so important to have that information present there. And people know that they can tap on that image area, turn their phone sideways if they're on mobile, and it'll blow up the, they can see all your text, even though it looks really small. Good, 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 good. Very good. Debbie, what are some of the advantages to having a paid membership on LinkedIn? Two biggest advantages are unlimited searching for people 
when you do that on the free membership, if you do a prolific number of searches, and they'll never tell you exactly how many they allow per month, but if you're in sales and you are doing a lot of prospecting, you can get stopped on day six or seven of the month and you'll be doing a search and LinkedIn will stop you with a little notice right in the middle of the page that says, you've reached the commercial search limit for the month, Debbie. Why don't you upgrade to premium so you can have unlimited searching? This is one of their ways to get you to go into a paid membership. If you are in sales, it's usually worth it. And before I moved up to premium, I did get stopped very early in the month and it was completely annoying because from that point to the end of the month, they're only going to show you three or four results of any search you do, even if there's hundreds. And at the first of the new month, you get reset with whatever the commercial limit happens to be. And then you can start searching again, but you never know when you're going to get stopped. That's the first thing I think of as an advantage for upgrading. The second one is that you can see 90 days worth of people who have viewed your profile. If wow. you're in transition mode, you want to know when you attract an HR person and you don't want to miss valuable leads of people you've attracted that you weren't after, but they might turn into very valuable leads. And that's yes. one of our strategies to use that who's viewed your profile page. When you're on the free profile, you only get to see the last five people that have viewed you. And when you're on premium, you get to see 90 days worth of people. Now, a lot of people think that alone is worth the upgrade. In addition, there's about seven more options that you get to fine tune everything with your networking, leveraging your network. There's all kinds of goodies that you get for premium. And analytics is terrific. And that's a, that's a place where a lot of people never go and they keep moving it around. It's either going to be at the very top of your profile above that background image, or it's going to be a couple inches down and it's going to be a horizontal area that says analytics. And right. you can see who has brought you up in searches by the week. That search appearance thing changes every week and that's even on the free profile yeah so, that's yeah it's an upper right hand corner of my profile right at the moment we'll see where that gets moved around to but yeah. that's just really important we've already talked about some of your favorite tips of how you can use the this debbie we just came out of convention season the annual mba conference but we have another bunch of conferences coming up in the near uh future right after the first of the year the independent mortgage bankers conference is coming up in i believe it's in new orleans this year in january so talk about your favorite tips of how to use linkedin when attending an event. It actually starts before you get there. <laughs> oh, if, you I... if you register, and I know with the MBA, they have an app for every conference. Yeah. So the minute you register, you're going to get access to the app. And that gives you access to the people that are attending. As they're registering, they're going to come up on that app. And you can do some searching before you leave town. 
find out if people are attending and you can make arrangements to meet them around your schedule. So that stuff happens before you get to the conference city. Once the conference starts, everyone carries their phone and you can post about the conference before you go. Let people know you're going in your post. And I see this all the time now and I love it. Uh, they'll say, hey, I'm attending Craft 24 in San Diego in February. We're going to be there. And if you're going, DM me, which means direct message me. And you can set up your meeting that way ahead of time. But during the conference, people are going to be attending keynote speaking engagements. They're going to be attending seminars, workshops, whatever. They're going to hopefully sit with us, get an evaluation. Yeah. But you can take pictures. You can take pictures everywhere. And you can use those pictures as a post while you're at the conference. And the beauty of that is with mobile, iPad or your phone, you can add up to nine images with a post. When you're on desktop, you get to add one. We post a lot from our phone all the time, actually. I've got a bunch of stuff to catch up on from the last couple of days of events I've gone to, but that's an easy way to let people know where you're at, Again, you're letting your network know where you are. And if they didn't catch it before, now they know you're there and you can get together that way. And then post-event is great. You can use those pictures you've taken. You have an ability to use a QR code on the mobile app for LinkedIn to scan the code on someone's profile. You don't have to stand there and look them up in LinkedIn. You scan the QR code and boom, they are right there on your phone and then you connect and it saves time. And definitely you can, obviously you're going to carry on those relationships when you met them at the conference, then you start conversing and engaging with them afterwards. I love events, any event. I go to a bunch of local events too, chamber of commerce events all the time. And I name them. I tell where it was and who hosted it. And I will mention names of people that I ran into. That's just putting an at sign in front of their name when you're typing on LinkedIn in your post, and it'll turn the name bold. And that creates a link to that person's profile. So I always name the people that are organizing the events that I'm at. And then if I have time, if I took nine pictures and I've got group shots in each one, I will take the time and mention everybody that's in those pictures because it does two things. It gets them on my profile to see what I said and because they get a notification and it helps them because I'm publicizing them for wherever they're at. And it just helps the people that did the event. It helps the people that hosted it. It's a great big, easy way to help everybody. And it's great for promotion of DW Consulting. It tells people what we're doing. Yeah, talk about what's new at DW Consulting. You're growing, you continue to just provide such a valuable service, but what's new there? Oh, goodness. We're actually going to be reviewing all the services we currently offer. We're going to be emphasizing a one-hour overview of LinkedIn that we've done for a while, but we're going to be putting that together a little bit differently. And I do those all the time, virtually, or now we're starting to do some stuff in person again. Group coaching locally, I will definitely go do that in person. It's much more fun, but we are going to come up with a new series of, I'm going to use the word module. That's what Davey came up with. Davey Gabbard is our, our VP of operations. So modules of training in smaller bites of time for less investment. And That's I'm excited wonderful. about that, but we want to do it right. 
And because I'm going to be gone for about half of this month, I said, you know what, let's hold off and not try to announce this in January. So we're going to take our time putting it together, but that'll be new for the probably the first quarter for sure. More conferences and in a couple of new industries. So that's okay. exciting. It's such an important tool, and it certainly is not specific to any one industry. It's across all the industries, as everyone pretty much would figure out. Debbie, it's so good to have you on. How can people reach you? Oh, the easiest way, because I have one of those funny Scottish last names that nobody can say or pronounce, much less spell. My two words on LinkedIn, my two keywords, believe it or not, are Debbie and LinkedIn. If they search for Debbie and LinkedIn, spell out the word and in capital letters, they'll probably land right on my profile. No, I, I would send them to my website, which is DW Consulting Solutions, and they can get a whole bunch of information off our website for free. The links to set up 15-minute reviews on the phone are on the website. There's all kinds of stuff they can explore and get a couple of free downloads with a bunch of tips. But if they do set up a 15-minute review, we have one pager that we'll send out to them, whether they can hire us or not. That's just loaded with some really good information that everybody can use, regardless of what industry or what level of profession they're at. And I tell people. Yeah, there's this thing called freemium, offering something for free that has premium value. You've got it down because when I looked at that after my 15 minute, when I first met you, I looked at the amount of content that you had me offered for free. And I went and made as many of those changes Then I found out I am in over my head. And then I made the decision to retain you. And boy, what a good, great investment that has been. I encourage everyone who is listening to this, who is managing people, or if you're a loan originator and you're calling people, help realtors, help the builders, they point them towards Debbie. There, I got to tell you, the number of people says, Dave, of all the introductions you've done, the one with Debbie Wemus has been one of the best because it's helped me get in front of more people. As we wrap this up, I want to talk about Sales Navigator that's on the website. People can see that a lot of times. Is that something that people need to become familiar with? Is that more of an HR tool? I might get a little flack for this from LinkedIn, but I'm just going to tell you how I feel after 12 and a half years of doing this all day, every day. I think Sales Navigator is terrific for the people that will use it. A lot of people get sucked into the mind frame of, if I have to pay for it, it must be better. It is, if you are gonna take the time to learn how to use everything that comes with it. I think Sales Navigator is outstanding for sales teams to get on Good. because it caters to salespeople. You can organize lists of your prospects by categories. You can do all kinds of bells and whistles with Sales Navigator that premium and free don't have. There's also some membership levels now in between free and Sales Navigator. Okay. There's premium. There's premium light. There's premium business. There's premium career. So there's four different types of premium level memberships that cater to those different types of areas. I just encourage people to talk to us or someone, get the lowdown on the differences between the memberships. And I will say LinkedIn does not make it easy to find that on your own on LinkedIn. There is a page that has the whole comparison, but you really have to dig to find it. Just set up a call with us. <laughs> we'll go over it with you. It's much easier. That's good. But I really emphasize that people should get everything they can out of the basic free membership. There's a strong advantage right now to being on premium. 
Can I mention this new thing? Yes, yes, yeah. please. At the time of this recording, they just announced a new change for the basic membership. And they are putting a limit on the number of personalized invitations to connect somewhere between five and 10 per month. You can send out as many wordless invitations as you want in addition to that. But they are now initiating this regulation for basic members. We are not happy. I have told LinkedIn directly how unhappy we are. And when I say we, I'm speaking for thousands of LinkedIn experts around the world who do what we do to try to help people use the site more effectively. And the number one thing that LinkedIn has always promoted is that it is the largest professional online network. And it is. And there is nothing professional, in our opinion, about sending out an invitation to connect with no words, not tell the person why you want to connect with them, not give them a reason to connect with you, not point out something in their profile that they may not have realized, like, hey, we went to the same college. There's all kinds of things you can do with 300 characters of a personalized invitation. And to take that away makes no sense at all. I'm just going to say it that way. Please get onto my profile, go to my activity, look at my most recent posts. I think I've posted twice about it. I have links in there where any member can feed LinkedIn their opinion about this new regulation. It is absolutely horrible for brand new members. They have no network established yet. They don't have any mutual connections they can lean on to get introduced to people. They have nothing. And now they have five to 10 opportunities a month to do that. We have been training people. This is our number one thing. Always personalize your invitations to connect. Number one, always. So I'll get off my soapbox. You'll probably That's have a good one. Off. That's good. Thank you so much for coming on with me, Debbie. I appreciate it. We're looking forward to sharing this with our listeners. We look forward to having you back because as the con developments continue to happen at LinkedIn, we're going to have you back to talk about it. Thank you so much. Thank you, David. Hey, listeners, this hot topic would not be possible without our sponsors. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Total Expert, Finastra, Byte Software, Lender Homepage, Angel AI, Truve, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America, Lenders One, the Mortgage Collaborative, iEmergent, Modex, Mobility MMI, and Knowledge Group. There's so many good sponsors here, and we're so grateful for each one of them. Be sure to check out each of those sponsors and their spots on our website, Lickin' on Lending under the sponsorship page. Thank you. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.